0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 421. And today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Pen Chalet, and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad.
1: <laughs> Good morning, Mike. How are you today?
0: Fine and dandy, my friend. Fine and dandy indeed.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling mostly fine and dandy. I had okay. a weird situation last night uh, okay. related to topic number topic number one in our document today, which is the retro fifty one celebration pin. You know, our big, fun Kickstarter project. You know, we went through the back and forth of the pins. They arrived safe and sound. I look, they weren't numbered, so we had to remanufacture some parts. I had to send a tower of pins back to. Retro for a fix, which was easy enough. They finished them and they sent them back to me. So I'm hanging out at the house last night. I'm in the back of the house and about 9 15, it's pitch black outside, doorbell rings. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to get a UPS delivery. This is pretty late, but I think the retros are coming back. And by the time I get to the front door, the UPS truck is pulled away. I open up the door and there's a single box. I was expecting the return of the Tower of Pens, and there was one box, and it says number 501 to 600. It's so like, I know what this is. Where's the rest of them? So I went and checked my email, which I hadn't done for a few hours, and UPS rescheduled the eight other boxes for today and sh- one bo- with one box arriving tonight, and that makes me uncomfortable <laughs> in a lot of ways. Why would
0: you do that?
1: I am not a fan of whatever happened last night. So I I'm anticipating. Think- <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I wish I understood. But it makes me feel uncomfortable about this situation. Even though they're still tracked by UPS that so they're going to arrive this afternoon. But I have a singular box of 100 pens and I should have eight more
0: boxes. <laughs> that is so strange. That's such a weird mm. thing to do. Like, I don't understand yeah. how that is efficient in any way
1: right 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 like they shouldn't be out at night they shouldn't be delivering at 9 15 at night anyway like it it clearly has not been a good day for the ups driver if that's happening at this point in the day but the good news is i should have all the pins back so we should be shipping in august i got to get the posters from anna but they're done i just have to tell her when to ship them so we'll ship them now I have to order all the packaging and get everything squared away. And then we'll uh, get to shipping in August. So everyone who is a backer, thank you for your patience and your support. And look for a shipping survey probably next week. I will send it out. I just like to get that as close as possible to collect everyone's addresses. So we'll go from there.
0: Amazing. Maybe.
1: Yep, I did have a good delivery last week, you know, a very, very hot topic on this show. My Leonardo primary manipulation pen arrived, Mm -hmm. and it's everything I wanted it to be. I'm very upset. You, uh, okay, so I was going to tell you, like, my premise going into this conversation was that you are going to really like this pen, and you should have efforted it in the first place. Not that you'll regret not getting it because there's going to be more coming, right? So, um, apparently later this year, Leonardo has said that they're going to have another round, hopefully a larger number. So you will be able to get in there. But I will say, I think you will enjoy this pen. And like, I'm, it's, it's knocked my socks off, but, um, yeah. What are you thinking about seeing the pictures?
0: It looks looks fantastic. I I messed messed up on this one. We're not not going for it, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, feeling the envy.
1: But, you know, credit to Leonardo. I think they've done a good thing like smaller manufacturers have to do. Like, Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate everyone couldn't get it on day one, but they have to start somewhere.
0: You have to test interest. And... Mm -hmm. Sometimes the only way to do that is by actually selling the thing. Pre-orders mm-hmm. might not do it. Uh, asking people on social media definitely don't do it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to actually say, we have these things, do you want them? And then you see what right. people do. And as you say, like the th- a, th- a good thing to note is like they've seen that it worked and they said, fine, Like this wasn't a one and done. Later on, mm-hmm. there'll be more. So later on, I will make sure I will work double hard to pick one up, but uh, I'm yeah. frustrated that I missed out on it. But I'm not like super disappointed because I figure I'll just get one in the future.
1: Mm-hmm. So the thing that's getting lost in the shuffle with this pen with the amazing material is that this is their first attempt at their in-house built-in piston filler, right? So they they mentioned they had the four other grande or grand, I don't know what, exactly what the, the naming convention is, of this pen of the Leonardo um, Memento Zero was traditionally a cartridge converter fill, so now they've built a piston in. So this was the first time I've been able to get that in my hands. Mm-hmm. And the highest compliment I can pay this pen is that it feels like a Pelican M800. Like, it's that kind of build quality. It
0: feels like quite a strong compliment.
1: Yeah, because... What Pelican does so well is they integrate a piston mechanism without mm-hmm. making the pin feel overly heavy, right? You can get big clunky piston mechanisms that yeah. weight the pin differently and Leonardo succeeded in not overweighting the pin, even though it's a large pin. Like that's what the Pelican 800 reminds me of. It's mm-hmm. a large pin, but it's not an overwhelming type of pin. It just fits really, really nicely in the hand. The mechanism's great. And I, I just think they did a really good job. They're going to have a success on their hand with this piston filler regardless of the materials they use, which we saw their stock materials, like the four stock materials we saw them tease like a month or two ago. They all look great regardless. So that, I, I think they did well.
0: So is it like you're happy with the amount of ink that you can get into it and stuff like that? Like what? what about the piston filler itself is a success?
1: It's mostly feel. Like right. I want to have a piston filler without feeling the piston filler when I'm writing, if that like makes the sense. the weight and stuff the like that? The weight of it, the right. weight and balance of it. And the weird thing is I can't tell how much of an ink I got drawn into the pen because there's no ink window you know i can't tell how successful i was in filling it to capacity nor do i know what that capacity is mm. um because i haven't taken it apart to like measure the fill i'm sure they they probably have it listed how how much it can hold but i use the Akramon number 28 so when I stuck the pen in the top of the barrel, you know, it's clear glass. You can see how much it draws in. And, like, you could see the levels of the ink moving. So, I like, I feel like I got a pretty healthy amount of ink into the barrel. So we'll see. I've been using it for a couple of days now, and um, we'll just see how it goes. But
0: Do you ever think about creating tests? Because, like, it's, you know, you could test that, you know. like yeah. you, could, you could have a, a bottle that has markings on it, and, you know. Like, but do you mm-hmm. ever think about doing stuff like that? Or is that kind of like, oh, I'll let someone else do it?
1: Um, I rarely think about it, usually because it's already done by the time I get it. Either the manufacturer will go ahead and take care of it, especially when you have a piston filling capacity. That's easy easy to measure. Like, for example, you take a Pelican pen and you unscrew the nib and you fill it up with water and then you pour that in the, you know, whatever tiny measuring device you have and you can tell really quickly how much how much ink it'll take. Mm. Like, that's a very simple, simple thing to do. So I've just never put in the time or effort to... Want to do that?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, even um, though because... the manufacturer tells you, I mean, there's always a, a an element of interest in doing the testing. Um, yes, you know, like, yeah. and, But th- this is this can't. It's like it's like niche stuff in a way. Like, and I get that. Like, for you, it's like I could do that. If somebody else wants to do that for their blog, mm-hmm. like they should do that, and like that's mm-hmm. a good thing for you. But I will do my thing, which is writing about the way this thing feels. So if I can yeah. look at, again, I like to compare against the other industries that I'm a part of, um, YouTubers that review phones, right? You can watch like Marquez Brownlee and he's going to tell you what it feels like to use and mm. like the the parts of it that work, the parts of it that don't. And then you watch uh, a guy called, like another YouTuber I like called Zach's Jerry Rick or all he does is just take phones apart. Yeah, And see, like, what they're made of, how easy do they break. Like, that's his thing. And there's a market for that thing. But it's not necessary that one person has to do both things. Right. And you definitely fall more into the, like, I'm going to tell you what this thing is like to use rather than I'm going to take it apart, take some macro photos of all the pieces and tell you how they made it.
1: Right. Like, to me... I try to explain for, like, the 90th percentile use case. Yep. Right? So, when I'm reviewing the the vacuum filling system on a Pilot Custom 823, when I fill it well, I get about three quarters of a barrel full of ink, which is a ton of ink. Some people will be frustrated that they can't max out that 100% of ink capacity in there, but that's just not something to worry about your 90 percent use cases i'm going to stick this pin into the bottle and then i'm going to snap the yeah the the piston down and it's going to fill up my barrel yep. three quarters yep. and you're going to write for weeks Yep. So, most people's right,
0: like thing is can i fill it right like right, at all right and right. if the answer is yes you've captured most people but then you will yep. get the like, there will be a, another group of people, and, and this isn't bad or good. It's just like it's a different mm-hmm. desire, a different set of use cases, a different uh, set of product wants, who will be like, mm-hmm. Well, I want to fill it completely. And then you start yeah. to, then those people will start to look for the products that will allow them to do that. And I always think right. of Conid for this. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Conid seemed to have like a diehard set of fans who, just want to fill their pens up completely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like and they make all these wild systems, like the bulk filler, that will allow you to do that and will and mm-hmm. it's also always a demonstrator pretty much. Because mm-hmm. if you if your whole thing is you can fill this pen up completely, you want to see that you can fill it up completely.
1: Right. Right. So the the prime example of how this manifests on the blog are the ink reviews that I do, I will never water test a fountain pen ink that isn't marketed as waterproof. Right. Does that make sense? So yep. like your everyday inks, I do not care how well they stand up to a water drip test mm-hmm. because if I did care, I would buy an ink that said waterproof on the bottle. Right? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So sure. to me, waterproofness does not matter for a standard ink. Because you're trying to find something that isn't there. Mm. So, therefore, I will never test that. But an ink that's pigmented or waterproof, I will water test them to say, hey, is this marketing real? So, that's kind of the, the main way that that manifests itself. Mm. All right, let's go on the road a little bit, Mike, down the street from you. You have, you're back in action at Mega Office. Yep, Mega um, Studio. Mega the studio. office is
0: where I am right now. I wrote it wrong in the document, so I apologize. Good grief. To you. Mega studio. Mega studio is the out of home studio that that mm-hmm. uh, I signed a lease on in February and then didn't <laughs> visit from yes. March
1: to July. Why is that? I what uh, what happened? I she got lazy. Mm. Slacker.
0: So there was a question, an Ask TPA question a while ago about like what pens will I take to the studio? And there was a bit of a conversation which I still have yet to resolve in my mind about like (laughs) what pens will be there and what pens will be here at home. Um, And as I mentioned at the time, and it's still true, I won't have an answer to this for a long time because I'm for the foreseeable future maintaining a home office space, right? Which wasn't Mm -hmm. the plan. The plan was there is no home office space anymore, right? Uh, because I would just be working completely from the studio. Um, but there, I'm, I'm now mixing my time between both because that's the prudent thing to do. However, uh, over the last week or so, I've been taking some steps to like set up uh, my first kind of desk space uh, in in the studio. There's still a lot of like question marks about how I'm going to use it, because the plan was always to have two desks, like the one large desk where I work from, and then the smaller desk where I record from, and then that was going to be that. But I don't, I'm not planning on on doing that just yet. But anyway, I've set up a desk, and I thought, well, I want to have some pens here, right? Because that's what I want. I want to have some pens here. I need them when I'm recording and also just because that's the type of person that I am. So I collected up a selection of things yesterday where I thought what I'm trying to do is to kind of um, cover my bases for the types of things that I might want. So I tried to find a selection of stuff that would spread the kind of the gamut of my typical uh, desires for what I might want to use on a daily basis so like I got like a spread of my collection without mm-hmm. taking away too many things that I would miss when I'm at home you know like I tried to kind of like spread it so, so but the plans up, were
1: for these to stay whatever you took yeah, was staying not staying. returning yes okay.
0: Uh, so I, I these are all uh, I took one of my pen storage blocks the wooden pen blocks that was made for me by a listener Alan a while mm-hmm. ago um, and what I've taken with me uh, is my original orange Progear.
1: Yep. The OG um, one with the black section.
0: Yep. Uh, my Canalea Aolani. Mm-hmm. So I went for these two fountain pens because the Progear is a medium nib. The Aolani is a stub nib. I have orange ink in one, purple in another. And I thought, like, mm-hmm. that's a good, for me, they're my two fountain pens I'm taking. They're, like, the good representations of the type of stuff that I like, you know? Mm-hmm. I have, mm-hmm. like, a, a an old faithful and then something that's beautiful to look at and interesting. And they have different, different nibs, different ink styles. I went with the Spoke Pen Joker Edition. Yeah, yeah, you did. My favorite of the spoke pens, and I just you know I like having like a like what I would consider a good like utility pen, you know, like mm-hmm. available to me at all times. Um, I took my white and copper Mark One because uh, I love the Mark One, and I have three Mark Ones, so I figured I should take
1: one. <laughs> That's one uh, of my favorite desk pens. Like I yes. rarely travel with that one. I want it the ready on my desk well, at my, all times like, because it's enjoyable for me to use. the
0: the apollo is that at the moment because it's my favorite mm-hmm. of those but like the, I, the the mark one is my favorite desk pen it's like it's mm-hmm. always on the desk it doesn't get put like put in like the display that i have in my other pens It's just always on the right. desk and i don't even look for it i just reach it right yep. when i when i need to write something down quickly um my Rotring 600 lava i wanted to think mm-hmm. a mechanical pencil it's my favorite one and then I had to take a retro fifty one. I took the Great Glamour, which is the Great
1: mm-hmm. Gatsby inspired retro fifty one. Stunning model. I had to relook that one up. I thought I knew which one that was off the top of my head. That is one of the great ones for mm-hmm. sure.
0: That was a recent one. Uh, yeah,
1: looking though the past year, like yeah. late last year, I think. Um, like in in, in the before times, mm-hmm. I think that one came out. Uh, I forget the shop that runs those, Hyatt's. But the Hyatts. Yeah, Hyatts. Uh, what a great job they did with that one. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I love the range that you have in here. I'm wondering if um, you didn't put the notebook down because it's a pano book. Like, is that a lock of the century or is what are you writing on there? You have all this stuff. Oh, what are you writing with?
0: Well, I didn't have any. I actually had a pano book <laughs> delivery arrive today. Um, (laughs) the plan was for the panel book book. yeah I bought like nine and like they're just going to be there for the foreseeable future but yes it's it's panel book all the way one thing I haven't decided yet and I just don't know yet is if I'm going to have a theme system journal there and a journal here or if I'm going to keep to one
1: that's something I I
0: haven't worked out do I have have one journal I have
1: strong feelings about that or do I have two journals I don't. I have very strong feelings about that.
0: I would assume that your feeling would be the same as most people, which is like, oh, you have to have one journal.
1: Yeah, there's no way.
0: But I don't feel that way. I don't look back.
1: The journal is for today only. I agree. But I want all of today in one place.
0: Well, no, it would be all in one place. I, I do all of my journaling in one stint. It's not happening throughout the day.
1: In two separate volumes. What do you mean? Uh, am I misunderstanding that you want to leave a book at the office and leave a book at home and wherever you're at is where you fill it in?
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm
1: not saying that's what I want to do. I haven't decided. Right, right, right. But that's what you're trying to explain. And I'm saying the book, you have one book and it travels with you between... Well, that's what I thought, locations. but I just
0: haven't decided about the travel. I, I just haven't decided yet if that's what I want to like, do. You're
1: taking a bag with you no matter what when you go to the office, right? Not
0: every day, but like this is the other thing of like, am I doing that or not? Like, I there's just I just have a lot of questions right now because this is not mm-hmm. what I was intending to do. Like with the studio, the the plan was ne- never to take a bag, like because sure. everything I wanted was there, right? And now it's a case of like working out. Well, what things will transport? What things will stay in place? Or, like, is it even worth taking the journal because I'll just journal when I get home? Right? Like, I just, you know, these are, I just haven't worked out this this stuff yet. Because, like,
1: because you're not at the office every day to journal. Like, journals not at the end of the day every day because you're not there on Tuesday and you want to journal. Well, my journal's at the office. Mm hmm. So yeah, I just haven't I just there's just stuff like that I haven't worked out yet. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm
0: I don't want to be carrying pens backwards and forwards every day for now. Totally, yeah, um, I agree with you on that. Especially when like I have so many and so like all of the stuff that I've got there is like a small part of my collection. Um none of my like truly expensive pens are there at the moment which is another thing which you you keep Trying to get me to think about, but I don't want to. Uh, I think so. you.
1: I I think you have it covered covered very well. But my only question is if you're missing this new retro fifty one that's about to release, and does that need to be the official pin of from Mag City? Yeah. Did you see this one? This got sent to me. Wondering yeah. if you'd seen it.
0: It's a it's a big Union flag.
1: Like I, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll take this I'll take this one for you. I'm not. A fan of the big flag pins like i've never had like the big usa flag pin i can understand not having the big union jack pin but i just wanted to make sure you saw it
0: i like the crown on the finial like i wish they would have maybe gone for royalty instead you know like a like a robe edition or something mm-hmm. i think that would have mm-hmm. been more fun i'm not i'm not a big flag guy all right yeah. like uh, i'm I sorry the whole like thing if, is
1: great it will yeah. do very well I have no interest in using this or any flag.
0: Like, I have no doubt that this will upset some people, probably mostly Americans, but I don't think that you have to display a flag to show that you are like have some kind of sense of pride in your country. Absolutely. Like, I just don't know if those two things have to go together in the way that I think some people seem to suggest. I mean, it happens here too, right? Like, people hang the flags outside of their windows, but like... I kind of question, in the UK at least, I, I kind of question people's motives for that because um, mm-hmm. there's definitely like a a you don't belong here kind of vibe that I get sometimes with the flags. It's like, I'm proving that I was born here. Like, you know, it can get a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a in whole In a way thing. that I don't
1: like. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But I just wanted to make sure you had seen this one because I hadn't seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a. Uh, it's good looking. Union Jack flag is great, but the flag's great. Flag pe- I it, don't want a flag pen. The pen ever. is not
0: is not great.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. It's,
0: not, it's not great.
1: All right. All right, let's talk about something that is
0: great. Squarespace. You can nice. make your next move with Squarespace. They would let you create a website for your next idea so easily, so simply, and they give you everything that you're going to need to do it. And whether you want to create a portfolio a blog, maybe you want to set up an online store, you, you've you got an idea, you have a product to sell, physical or digital, you could do it with Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that will let you take care of any internet project that you're looking to launch. You can get a unique domain name there. You can, they can help you set that up so simply. They have award-winning, beautiful, customizable templates that you're able to take advantage of. They help you get that site set up. You can tweak the things that you want. You can be... From creating an account to having your website done in no time at all. Um, And it's up to you how much you want to customize. I mean, you can just take one of their templates and just start putting your content into it. And it's going to look fantastic. But it's there for you if you want to go in and tweak it to your heart's content. It's completely your choice at Squarespace. And that's one of the things that I love is that the barrier to entry is so... Like easy, like I don't have to worry about like, have I got the hosting set up right? Oh, what is this part of CSS code gonna do for me? Like I don't know, I don't want to know. I just want to use Squarespace. It's why I have, for years. I got an email today saying, hey, your annual plan on the theme system website is coming up for renewal. Great. Make sure that goes through because I don't want to ever have to think about building it anywhere else. Squarespace is where I love it. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a trial today with no credit card required. And they have plans to start at just $12 a month. But you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show you support for the penaddict if you use the offer code penaddict at checkout. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code Pen addict to get ten percent off your first purchase. So thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM Squarespace. Make your next move, make your next website.
1: So Mike, I have a Squarespace blog hosted at, penaddict dot, at penaddict.com, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just want people to know that. And I had some new posts this week that I wanted to shine I a spotlight on. Mm-hmm. Including a feature Um, around a group called Calligraphers of Color, which is a wonderful group of calligraphy artists who I found online, who I've been able to talk with and work with, and worked with their founder, Amanda Reed, who, let me just tell y'all right now, Amanda's a superstar. Like, I can... I feel like I have a pretty good judge of character. Like, mm-hmm. and I say those words very lightly about people, but you can tell when people have it. Like, we talk about Caroline Weaver having it. Like, Amanda, whatever it is, Amanda has it. She is a joy to work with. And she was gung ho about this project to where I offered up one slot a week for. The calligraphers of color group um, for the foreseeable future. For like for years and years and years, they they get one spot, one spot per month that basically runs in like the ad spot for the week, right? So it's like a featured post and a sidebar ad to promote their services. And it's just something I was challenged to do. You know, people. You know, I talked about. You know when the Black Lives Matter movement came down, and I made a very strong statement. I was challenged to take it even further by a friend, and yep, um, you this make was action. yeah. Words this was yeah. This was the result of those conversations, um, many discussions with Amanda on how to do this right and correctly, and with her support um i thought it went off really really well the feedback has been great hopefully yep. amanda's seeing that well and you know going forward every month you're going to see a new post from someone in the calligraphers of color will community. they
0: always be interviews
1: mostly yeah okay because i just i want to be able to discuss their work and share their work um, I'm open to suggestions though, right now I'm planning on it being this interview style, right to where we learn about a new calligraphy artist every month and then can link all of their, all of their work and everything that they do and just really shine a spotlight on them. And, um, I, I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see who's next, who we're going to get for next month and learn all about the work that they do.
0: I think this is really great, and it's one of the things that I have recognized recently myself. In every community, there are people who are underrepresented, and mm-hmm. they are. But they are there, right? You don't see them if you're not looking for them, mm-hmm. and if you're looking for them and earnestly trying to find people, you know, people of color, people in underrepresented groups, like they exist. But you you won't find them unless you're actively trying to. And yep. so, you know, like how long has calligraphers of color been going on for? I bet yep, it was really more than just a year, last week, though. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, so it was just because we weren't looking. But right, now right, right. we are. And that's great. And that's what we should be doing. It's what everybody should be doing because right. inclusion is always better than exclusion. So,
1: right. Yeah, so I hope. Yeah. I hope everyone enjoys these posts, go follow and share mm-hmm. any links you see, you know, use their services, you know, follow their artwork. It's just uh really cool. And something like you said, I've missed in the past and mm-hmm. I'm going to do something about it. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm excited. And, uh, I love working with Amanda. She's just so good. She's, she's just super. So thank you, Amanda, for, for doing this. Um, Next post I wanted to mention was the Platinum Curios review, which I finally yeah. I finally got up. I uh-huh. it's it's one of those products that like I've never had to be first out the gate. Like we talk about this all the time, right? Like I've had this product for months. And I felt like this one was such a different product, I wanted to use it longer than I would normally use. Before I did a product review, it turns out that ended up being good because it ended up, (laughs) the story of the (laughs) curiosity seems to be uh, always changing. So I was able to capture a little bit of that. And I also wanted, uh, the timing was good for this one because I didn't enjoy this pen the week I got it, right? I thought it was fine. And the more I used it, the more I kind of understood what it was, the more I understood how I could use it in my own daily writing And I came around to almost loving the pen, right? It's not the best pen ever. Like, it has problems. Mm -hmm. Um, It has serious flaws. But I've always liked the idea of it. I was unsure about the execution. I think they did about as well as they could do on this first pass. Um, For something so difficult to make, this is a very challenging product to make, as we're all finding out right now. I would... I think, like, the... Genesis, or the, 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 the takeaway from the post, I should say, is that I think we should see a version two of this pen. I hope we do, because I think there's room for improvement, and I think P- Platinum had put enough investment on the front end to not have this be a one-and-done product, mm. and I think it's going to see a big price increase <laughs> pretty soon <laughs> i don't i think the next that's one's the gonna be version. three digits no version okay. two will start with a one in front of it <laughs> if i'm a betting man huh. um i i think they might have gotten taken to the house on this one i don't know if that's just me guessing this is the more i looked at this like the number one thing we were excited about was that the price point for a retractable pen right well there's a reason retractable fountain pens are expensive because they're hard to make they're hard yeah. to design, yeah yeah, and I don't know, I think what's the price I think point we'll see more
0: eighty about 90? eighty
1: around okay. around eighty
0: I mean, if they were able to make some improvements and i don't know fancy it up a little bit like which doesn't i mean like design like refinements and stuff, I could imagine them selling this for like ninety nine
1: pretty easily yeah Yeah, I think there's something there and I want this product to continue and I I like what the Curios is. It's not an all-day writer for me, Mm -hmm. right? It's not built to be that comfortable to write in long sessions. that's the kind of stuff that I want
0: to see them work on. Mm -hmm. Like, can you put more of a pronounced grip section into the body of the pen rather than it just being like this tube? Can you remove any... Kind of areas of the pen that are physically uncomfortable to hold at use. I mean, but these are the things that they're going to struggle to to fix. But uh, that's what I would want to see. For if a they have wanted me to buy another one, and b wanted to charge me more for it.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to go ahead and and say there's going to be a V two. They're just. I. I just feel oh, like there has, has, to, has be. to
0: be just because of the amount of uh work that it would have taken to make the first one. Right. There's no way they would have made money on this one because of the research and development. So they right. have to take that R&D and spread it over a second, third release or version mm-hmm. in more colors and stuff like that to try and make their money back. Like, if this is a one and done, it's a complete wash for them. Yeah. Even if they sold the pen at a profit, which they may have done, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. you you know, the, the research and development marketing was was pretty significant.
1: Yep. So I think there's something there. I hope they continue on with it and I hope they succeed with it. I want this pen to succeed. So this kind of relates to this next topic. So the rest of the show is going to be listener driven. We're going to do, we're going to catch up on all of our Ask TPA. Most. And And I still don't think we're
0: going to get through all of these today, but most. (laughs) We're going to try.
1: We can't. We're going to try. But before we do that, I asked uh, for topic suggestions like non Ask TPA more big picture questions mm-hmm. on Twitter yesterday. And I took down about five or six of them, but I'm, a, I'm not going to cover all those today, but I grabbed one before we get into the full ass TPA that I, I think about a lot. And it's from uh Phil Bothun, And the, the, the genesis of the question is what's the future of Kickstarter pins. So Let me read this real quick. It says the future of Kickstarter pens is the market too saturated. Is there room for newcomers? Is there still innovation happening here? Are we resigned to have brass cylinders with Parker or Fisher style refills? This is an awesome question and something near and dear to my heart as one, a Kickstarter fan and two, a Kickstarter maker. Mm -hmm. I think Phil is correct in what they're seeing on the market, Right you know, brass tube with a refill or metal, metal tube, metal cylinder with a refill. Yeah. And like, that's fine. But what I want someone, not this, I'm not pointing to Phil. I'm just saying in the general consciousness, I want you to look at it more as someone has an idea to make something. And even if it's not perfectly suited for you, it's someone else's dream to make this product, and I will always support that, whether it's my style or not. So that's I how I look say, at though, Kickstarter. For
0: the conceit of this question, mm-hmm. Like, I think that Phil is looking a little bit with blinkers on in like, this is the trend right now, before mm-hmm. this was fountain pens, mm-hmm. right? Like There have been trends that center around either A, a big success, or B, some kind of technology mm-hmm. that will enable uh, an explosion. And so we had, I mean, first came the pen type A, right? Mm-hmm. And then there were a bunch of pens like that. Then there was stuff like the Visionaire, Love It or Hate It, which produced many more fountain pens. And then there was stuff like, I, you know, I honestly like maybe Karas Customs. I don't even know what would have I started
1: it, the. Aj- Karas Customs was way in the beginning. It's more like they Aj- were in the Aj- fountain pen phase, really. Yeah. They? But they started with a non fountain pen. They were in the pen type A phase, sure. where the phase you're looking at now is Aj- the Ajoto phase.
0: The, that's it. We're in the Ajoto phase. Or so like, what could we, era? They call them eras. We yeah. had like the pen type a era. We had like the Visionaire era, and now we're Mm -hmm. in the Agiotto era. And that Mm -hmm. era is going to come to an end as well. It's funny Mm -hmm. enough actually, so I recorded a new episode of Thoroughly Considered yesterday with Tom and Dan. It's not out Mm -hmm. yet, but it will be out in the next couple of days. And one of the things we were talking about, because they've just wrapped up the campaign for the the Mark II, which is a pocket pen, right? Mm -hmm. But that pen includes a small version of the uh, Schmidt refill that went in the Mark 1, goes in the Retro 51. And there are many pens, you know, like it's not just Parker and Fisher. Like there are a lot of pens just built around the Schmidt refill, right? Because it's such a great refill. Right. But when they told me about the Mini, and I think it's similar for you, I'd never heard of it. I didn't even know that Schmidt made a small version (laughs) of it. So I was saying to them, I expect we're going to start to see a lot of pens on Kickstarter in the near future that are pocket pens built around that exact refill mm-hmm. and then that will be another like little trend that's what i expect because if that refill does work as well as it does i mean who wants to use the fisher space pen refill at that point right so right i can imagine there being like we have this like similar for the mark one right like the way that tom and dan pitched it is like we found this amazing refill but we don't like the pens that it goes in so we've made what we think is the best pen Mm -hmm. And I imagine there will be a similar kind of thinking for a smaller pen. So I think that this stuff goes in waves. Uh, The market is definitely not too saturated because, in my opinion, because if there's one thing that the pen, well, the stationary market has shown is there can never be too many products.
1: Yeah. And even if we like just keep seeing, as Phil calls, like just like brass cylinders, there's there's innovation happening and it may not be as Mm -hmm. fast as we all want it but that pen that cylinder someone makes today is going to give someone an idea of how to make that pen better tomorrow yeah like what is your
0: mechanism like right Um, so like what are your
1: treatments like that kind of stuff so like the design philosophy behind spoke pen was to purposefully go completely opposite of a minimalist style right it's a mm-hmm. maximalist style it's very opinionated it's very opinionated and it's okay if you don't like it but that pen was built around a refill right it was like how do we want to tell the story of this refill and how do we not want to make a brass cylinder and you know I found a guy in Brian who kind of had the platform and the and the idea to to make these barrels and we we made it work so like that's an idea you know that I felt was pretty different than what you see on Kickstarter, but it's a slow rate of change in like kickstarter world because you're always going to have someone out there chasing and you just got to wait for the next innovation and it might take longer than you, than you want it to but i'm okay with all of these pens out there because like i'm a huge ajojo fan you know I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge studio neat fan like that minimal style i can enjoy that while also enjoying the the maximal style of the spoke pen right Trends trends, I think, yeah, Arrows. so it it goes in it goes in cycles, I mean, and there'll be a you know, I might go a year or more not buying a pin off a of Kickstarter because nothing's interesting anymore, but that's just getting ready for the next cycle where everything is interesting again, so you know, just uh keep an eye on it, and you know there'll there'll be things that'll that'll be different eventually, we need these. Products to exist because that's how innovation is going to eventually happen. That's a good question. Yeah, I love it. We could talk so, the yeah. whole show about this.
0: <laughs> Probably. So that's that's a good point. Like we have our STPA. They typically like, can you help me with this? You know, which is yeah. great. That's what they're mm-hmm. for. And you can always tweet those hashtag STPA or in the Relay FM members Discord. Now you can use the the command like the question mark STPA does the same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, you can, I think one of the nice things about if you're in the members discord, they can be longer than a tweet, you know, if you yeah. don't want to send an email, but you can also email Brad at hello at dot com if you have yeah. long questions, but so, but this, this type of thing, when you say like a topic, these are like, what are your thoughts on? It's like a bigger thing. So you can ask yeah. both and, and we can, we can move them around as we need.
1: Yeah, please do. Like I've saved off four or five more questions that I got on Twitter right. yesterday that are not asked TPA questions. They're more of a topics like meta thoughts on, on things. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. great.
0: All right. Today's episode is also brought to you by Pen Chalet. They sell all of the stuff that you're looking for, whether you want a rollerball or a fountain pen, a mechanical pencil or a ballpoint, whether you're looking for a carrying case or a refill or a pen holder or a bottle of ink or even a converter, they've got it. They do fast and reliable customer service. They're adding new products all the time. Every month there's new stuff going on Penn We talk about it all the time. They have what you're looking for at great prices from all of your favorite brands. Fast and reliable customer service. And also, you can go to PennChalet.com at any time and find whatever you're looking for. And you'll get free shipping on orders of over $50 in US. They sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates and they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high quality products. If you go to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website, use the password penaddict for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. But Brad, what do we have this time? for our special offers
1: so so we're going to start needing a longer ad read for me to actually be able to scroll down to the bottom of this Mm. and comprehend what's in here i didn't make it to the bottom so like one of the highlights that jumps out right up front is a monteverde 10 piece ink set i'm trying to see if these are 30 milliliter bottles so it's a 10 pack three different types of sets there's a core set there's a gemstone set and there's a noir set where they're you know like lavender black and green black and things like that the price point for essentially I, i'm gonna say 300 milliliters worth of ink I, I can't get the link to come up um is redonkulous <laughs> is that a word it's gonna be sure. a word um along it is with 10
0: 30 milliliter balls yeah
1: um the monteverde inks are fantastic they do a really nice job i actually have a couple of the noir series they're very nice that would, that would be my selection that's like the price of one bottle of Bung Box ink. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. pretty great for a really good quality ink. And then like the rest of the page is just littered with awesome deals. Like the Diplomat Arrow pricing right now, this uh, these look really, really good. Like this turquoise one is is pretty awesome. And there's an orange one. And then there's like a torched barrel uh, flame roller one? ball. That looks super that cool. That looks pretty cool. Uh, the Pineder Avatar is on there um yeah it's it's really really good so good stuff from ron as always take a look at those inks that's uh that's mega compelling to mm-hmm. me that that price point for really good quality inks and a really good range of colors like these sets like it had, there's a core set but like the other sets like really take you into like past the core past your standard ink colors into some things that are pretty unique and uh, that price point's really great
0: penchalet.com podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict to get your hands on these special offers our thanks to penchalet for their support of this show and relay fm all
1: right you ready to hit these ass tpas mike we got you bet um, i am these these might go back a while but uh we're gonna we're gonna hit these up and uh hopefully people are still listening and, and it's uh,
0: always you know pen stuff's always relevant baby Uh, This first question comes from Onat Zoltan, who asks, how can a student save money for nicer pens? What pens do you buy after you own a Safari, an Eco, and a Metropolitan?
1: So I have multiple questions like this, not all in the Ask TPA section, but this is one of the more common questions. And I almost should build a chart, a flow chart. If you like this, look at this. If you like this, look at this. But like Mm -hmm. the Safari, Eco, and Metropolitan kind of occupy the same bucket for me. And the best thing I can tell um Onut Zoltan is don't buy your next pen until you have a reason to. So if you have, let's just, they're not saying they own a Safari and Eco, Eco and Metropolitan, but I'm assuming the way the question is written is they at least own one of them, if not all three. Those are three really good pens, right? Like I use the Safari and the Eco all the time and I have much more expensive pens. Enjoy those pens. Figure out, do you want a nib that is a little bit different than what you have right now and what that would be like and what pen that might go in. And don't just buy everything willy nilly. Like, put in some research, read blogs and articles. Like, I have a top five pins page that might give you a little bit of a suggestion. And then ask, like, ask me, ask other bloggers, ask other friends in the community. You know, like, I really like this safari for reasons X, Y, and Z. What might work for me? I now have a $100 budget. What might I enjoy next? But don't. Don't just go buying willy-nilly. Like, have a reason to make your next purchase, right? Not just because of FOMO or you want something. Like, have a reason that it's going to be different than your eco and then do your research.
0: I think that's a great one. And I would also say, like, if you are conscious of spending money, don't take risks. Right, and look at pens that are in that are made by like the same manufacturer, a mm-hmm. stuff that you know you already like, and see if there's anything in there that's maybe upper tier, which could mm-hmm. be of interest to you. So, like you know, you've got if you got like an Eco, there's so many Twisbees available to mm-hmm. you. Um, same yeah. as Metropolitan, right? Like yeah, you, I think Pilot's the
1: the real answer for that because yeah. you can get one of their gold nib pens for less than a hundred dollars Yep, that might make a difference in how you feel about your writing. Like yep. it's going to be a different feel than, than something like the Metro, even though it's, you know, it's quite a jump in expense, you know, like five or seven times as expensive as a metropolitan. Um, That's a different enough level to where it might make a difference. And you feel that's money well spent.
0: I have a question here from Brainy Days that I'm really intrigued to, to know if you I love have this a, a thought on. Uh, and they ask, why doesn't Parker do a good job of defending its intellectual property, IP? For example, the arrow clip design that they have is iconic and it is protect, protected by trade dress registrations in at least the US. That means, so trade dress is... You know you can get like copyrights, you can get trademarks. trade dress is when you protect the design of something, so like mm, the visual interpretation visual design, yeah, like mm. again, taking it back to my other world, Apple and Samsung had a big trade dress case years ago where Apple ended up winning because Samsung was were for a while just ripping off iPhone design. Um, And so they were able to prove, like, look, we protect this. It looks just like this. This is an infringement on our trade dress. But there are... So anyway, but there are many... So Brainy Days goes on to say, there are many pens that copy this design of the arrow clip. Are they not doing a good enough job of protecting it?
1: Yeah, so the... A lot of times, I put ask TPA questions in here because I don't know the clear answer, but I think the question is interesting enough to where, like, we can think about it, and then mm-hmm. maybe someone does know. My gut tells me that Parker is no long Parker now is no longer the Parker of old. To where it had maybe leverage to invest in these IP infringements, and you know, the conglomerate that they're part of now, they're such a small player that that investment wouldn't be worthwhile to go after. Right, you know, essentially chasing their tail.
0: It's across. a lot of work,
1: yeah, to defend this stuff. And so, right. with any company, they may only
0: go after the the, the larger fish that offend. Like, you know, person or A some making name a pen. Yeah, exactly. But like, person A, person B making a pen, it might not even come past their radar. Right. Right. That could be a real thing.
1: So that's my feeling is that in the specific case of parker that it's more of an afterthought in their status right now and that would not be their best use of their funds as part of a as a tiny part of a larger corporation now would be my guess but i i I like the idea of the question it's a great question
0: next question comes in from mal bonajanio who asks which underliner will you recommend for use with pencils or with fountain pen inks that are not pigmented? What's an underliner?
1: I'm guessing this is basically, literally an underliner, basically a highlight under the text is my guess. Okay, so so, I, so instead of a highlighter, do you put this on first or afterwards? Uh, generally afterwards. Huh. Um, But I, I'm just trying to... I, I may not get this completely accurate so if if there is follow-up mal bonaginio um let me know but i always look for marker type pens like the secure pigment micron which you can get in a billion different colors and it's going to handle pencils and other inks well like if they cross those lines so like if you're writing with pencil and then want to highlight with an orange secure pigment micron you're going to run into very very few problems yeah because you don't want to use case right like Mm -hmm. that's the thing here Mm-hmm. And the same goes for a fountain pen or a rollerball or any water based ink. The inks and the tip design of something like a drawing pen, like a micron, is designed to go on very cleanly and also very dry at the same time. So that's going to be the most effective if that's what you're looking for. So that would be my go to. Like I would I use an orange secure pigment um, micron if I ever need something for this situation.
0: Next question comes from Kruger Lawyer who asks, when the world returns to normal, which pens will you feel comfortable taking on an airplane and why? All of them. I mean, I'll take all of them. Whether mm-hmm. they'll have ink in them is a different yep. question.
1: All of them and they will all have ink in them. You just have to bad practice bad. Uh, good good airplane. You have to practice good travel packing and management of your products. So you want to? you can take any fountain pens on an airplane – without issue the two keys are have them as filled with as much ink as possible right less air in the cartridge, Counter the counterintuitive or the piston yep have right. as much ink as possible because <laughs> because you don't want variation in yep. the pressure in the pressure because it's the air
0: pressure it's the air bubbles yep. inside of the the ink which is the problem because as it expands and contracts it can push ink out counterintuitive that you would fill yep. them but if you want to have the best response you should fill them
1: and secondly, store them upright. So upright. I take a, a pin case. I always take my Brass Town um, co roll pin case. I travel with it in my backpack. When I get on the airplane, I throw my backpack up top or under the seat. But the Brass Town case comes out and goes in the seat back with all the nibs pointing up vertically. And I but never, be aware never that have an issue. By
0: doing that, you have added in a big risk for losing. Yes, them. yes. So you've got to
1: be vigilant. I am super vigilant about those things. I'm I'm not gonna say I've never lost anything because I haven't, but I don't want to jinx myself, so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it. But I'm I'm very vigilant about that stuff.
0: I would like to add, and look, and you may be like, oh, but it, 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 it's nothing. Just put them in a ziploc bag. Like so, take the pen case, oh, yeah. put the pen case in a ziploc bag. Like I have no it, issue. It's super easy to do, and if something does go wrong, you've got an added layer of protection. I am a ziploc bag person when it comes to pens and travel.
1: I travel with extra ziploc bags in my suitcase. Like mm-hmm. those live in the suitcase. Like when I'm not traveling and the suitcase is stored away, there's still Ziplocks in the little yep. one of the little pocket things there. My
0: like IKEA uh, Alex pen drawer system that i have mm-hmm. uh there is one drawer which is pretty much half full of ziploc bags yeah like z- if you go to pen shows or travel with pens in general ziploc bags are your friend
1: yeah there's no i have yet to happen. have that inky or fountain pen catastrophe but i mean it's bound to happen one day but just take you take the precautions and you limit that and mm-hmm. uh, i've had very good success and i've traveled a lot with pens Today's episode is
0: also brought to you by our friends at Harry's, a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price at just $2 per blade. Harry's have cut out the middle people, manufacturing their blades in their German blade factory that has been honing precision blades for a century. Harry's blades are a fraction of the price of leading brands and save you hundreds of dollars over time. Harry's can help you save so much money that if you switched you could save enough money every year to buy 26 cups of coffee in new york three deep dish pizzas in chicago or pay for six months of a netflix subscription harry's is incredibly convenient their blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your own schedule with or without a subscription they have all of your grooming needs covered as well in one convenient stop you can get your blades your hair care products your shower products all at harrys.com and just like their blades harry's is committed to providing premium products without breaking the bank in the process brad dowdy mm. tell me about your your love for harry's
1: <laughs> well first i'm worried i'm wondering about my love for coffee and what the conversion is for how much i'm saving in Macon, georgia versus new york city i think i'm probably like into like three thousand cups
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of coffee yeah. thanks harry's but i mean you know we were featuring our stpa questions today and you know making this a listener focused episode and I, I want to look good for our listeners right they can see like how cleanly shaven I am right like that's how the podcast works they can see just what Harry's does for me on a daily mm. basis and why it's my product of choice for my I think you're skincare.
0: getting the podcast and your twitch stream mixed up again
1: mm-hmm. is that what it is okay yeah I think but that's uh, it regardless I, I love Harry's do you do a dance when it's like new blade day because it's pretty few and far between the, the blade Last so long, but like do you do a little happy dance? New
0: Blade Day, New Blade Day, New Blade Day. Whatever floats your boat, my friend. And mm. you can feel better about your purchases with Harry's because 1% of proceeds are set aside for nonprofit profit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans. And to help support those who need it the most, Harry's is donating $1 million worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across America. Listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash penaddict. You'll get a weighted ergonomic candle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to help keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Just go to harrys.com slash penaddict and you can start shaving and saving today. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: This next question I'll take, Mike, because it's very short and I answered via Twitter. So this is from warehouse 40 sailor sky high versus con pecky and my reply to them was that they were blocked because that's just not a fair question
0: well are you gonna go with
1: sailor <laughs> no it's actually a very easy answer i think con pecky is oh, superior good. to sky high in, in every con way pecky. shape and form it's one of the great inks i would choose con pecky every time over sky, sky high as an unabashed sailor sky high fan con pecky. Has a little bit more character than uh, Sky High, and I also uh, really it's, love, it's and I've always
0: one. loved that the Roshizuku inks are—they uh, have fast drying times, which can be really yep. important for me, um, yep. especially when I was first starting out with fountain pens. That was something I was really worried about. Over time, I've mm-hmm. learned to not care, um, mm-hmm. but that was really important to me. And I did a lot of testing, and I was happy with Hiroshizuku.
1: Yeah, there's a question somewhere later in this list, I don't know if we'll get to today, around a roshizuku and Orangings that I'm going to yell at somebody about, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see if we get there. Uh, Jeff Liu asks, I just noticed that
0: 1911s and Pro Gears all have O-rings where barrels screw onto the sections. Is that an invitation to eyedropper? (laughs) I'm going to have to go with no in this situation. I don't think anybody ever invites you to do it. Um mm-hmm. because it can it's difficult, right? But yeah, I wouldn't I, wanna
1: mm-hmm. I haven't explored it enough, but I think the issue you'll run into is more of the collar in the feed area and if you're gonna be able to seal that off. Um dis- the the O ring is, is more exterior to where the ink is flowing, if I'm saying that correctly, I would mm-hmm. think. Unless I have that, I, I could have that wrong, but the short answer is no, because I think you're going to run into a problem further down towards as the section goes into the nib and feed and collar. So I, I would, y- you go first, Jeff, and, and let us know how it goes.
0: Don't forget silicon grease though, if you're going to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a nib, this comes from Josh. I have a nib customization question for you. I have a Platinum 3776 that has been super scratchy as to almost be unusable on all but the highest quality paper. It is a soft, fine nib, and it has an incredible amount of flex to it. Does it make any sense getting a custom grind on a soft nib? Should I just get it turned and smooth to make it a more pleasurable writing experience and leave it at that? I wasn't sure if a soft nib lent itself to any particular type of grind or not. I have never had custom work done before, so part of me wants to try something different. Um, But maybe this is an instance where it makes more sense to keep it simple. I'm curious about your input. Can I go first? Yes, I would suggest this. This nib feels like it already has quite a lot of character to it. I would just get it taken care of so it's not providing, it's not giving you a bad experience. You know, like it could just be some realignment and some kind of tune in, and you'll be good to go. Um, because uh, it feels like a soft, fine
1: nib with a lot of
0: flex. There's already quite a lot going on there. I don't, I don't know if you want would want to add to that, even
1: if you could. Huge head nodding on this side of the microphone, Mike. Um, You do not want to, I don't think you want to modify this nib. I think you want to get this tuned correctly to where it's the best soft, fine nib that it can be. Mm -hmm. So you also have to understand that this is a pressure sensitive nib. The first thing I think about when reading this from Josh is Platinum's thirty-seven seventy six soft fine nibs can be finicky i've had experience with them others have had experience with them where they're a little bit less consistent than the normally normally perfectly consistent platinum nibs but i think in this situation calling for a modification over a tuning would be uh going a little bit too far i think you would be happier if you just got it tuned and enjoyed it for what it is, and then if you're looking for a custom nib grind, start looking at at, at a different nib to to get that done on, but uh, back to my my hand pressure um comment i you know just think about how much you're pushing on that on that nib when you're writing and is that an issue because I run into that personally sometimes I have a bit of a heavy hand and those soft fine nibs, the tines can split like when you're talking about that that bounce and the flex yep. to it, that's gonna cause scratchiness if you're still pushing and flexing it when you're moving in a direction that is not going to be the best for the nib writing on any paper.
0: Yeah, and I, I feel like fine nibs are not the best platform for nib work in general, right?
1: Right, correct.
0: You want to give the artisan space to work with, right. material to actually work with, Uh, It feels like with a fine nib, your hands are kind of tired a little bit as to how much you're going to actually do with it
1: safely. Yeah, you're only going to want to feature like the finer grinds, and that's not going to make what you're experiencing better out of this question.
0: Uh, Kim herself asks, Brad, do you have any recommendations for pen trays in a kind of a medium price range, no leather?
1: So the number one pen tray... That I use, Kim. I hunted and hunted to find it for you because it's amazing. But it's from Bungbox, and it's like a Japanese denim pin tray, and it's like a pinstripe. It's like the best pin tray. I own that I've ever had and I could not find it on their site and I looked and looked and looked because I really wanted to share this for Kim because it's amazing but I I couldn't find it but um keep an eye on on Bungbox to see if they they bring those up uh anytime soon. The other one is a little bit of a different it's more of a larger capacity tray but C W Pencil sells them and they sent them out in one of their pencil boxes. It's by a company called Melamine and it's a pencil tray so like my bung box one has a divider in it so you can like I think I found it oh really nice yeah I don't think it's available
0: so. for buying but I think okay. I found one can you look at okay. that link i put in the notes and tell me if that's okay. it
1: I look at it, but these it uh, these like melamine it. trays are very very nice. They're sturdy, strong, like molded plastic. I don't know how to describe them, but it's like a marbled texture and marbled look, and uh, they're very good. That's exactly it, Mike. Um, right. Except like mine's in blue, but that's the same format. So it's got this divider and this pinstripe look to it. I didn't uh, I didn't look on Amazon, but that's the link for something to look for, right? This right. is the exact one I have, but in a different color. And they're fabric covered and shaped as a pen tray, and they're perfect.
0: Yeah, Enshu Cotton. E-N-S-H-U Cotton Pen Tray. Right. That's what it's known as. But I can't find any you can buy, but at least you now know what to look for if it ever comes up again. Yep. Uh, next question comes from Fibber, who asks, or eighty eight. Oh, I mm-hmm. just think fiber.
1: We've we've clarified. <laughs> I like this a lot.
0: Why do pen companies not sponsor authors? So I think about you. Think. What do you mean? Like how like Nike will sponsor a basketball player, mm-hmm. right? Why do pen companies not do this for authors? I love this question.
1: Like Mont Blanc. I'm surprised they probably do, right? You would think, like, Mont Blanc, even if these writers aren't using the pen to Mm -hmm. write, handwrite their next novel, but you would think, you know, with all of the great writer's editions that Mont Blanc produces every year, that that would be something right up their alley. But you just don't see it. And it seems, like, ripe for something, for someone to, like, jump on the bandwagon. Why doesn't Karen Dash have, like, Ecuador's in all of these authors' hands. I like I don't know. Um, you know, uh, these days you probably only see like a, a a sharpie feature when they're going to sign their books. It would be about it. You know, that's about the only thing. So, I wish that we would see more of this. There might be something that we're missing, but I love this question so much because it feels kind of like a very easy thing for some of these larger companies, you know, more classical style companies to do first, but maybe it's the smaller companies that need to lean into it first with uh, smaller authors and and make a little uh, difference that way. Because, you know, we have tons of, of authors and novelists and writers who like listen to our stuff and read the pen addict. And, you know, what if a, a smaller company like, uh, I don't know, Franklin Kristoff picked up, you know, a writer and, you know, sent them some pens. You know, I just think that's a pretty neat thing. So hopefully we'll see it one day. Maybe I'll do it first. Maybe we'll do NotCo or Spoke Pen, um, the author series.
0: Beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd love to know who you would go for. Uh, (laughs) Last question today will come from Josh. and Josh wants to know, why are blue-black inks called blue-black and not just dark blue? Same for green, black, purple, black. Maybe it's just one of the peculiarities of the pen world—the way we insist on calling plastic resin.
1: <laughs> I love this question. This question is one of those questions that makes two months too, much, too mm-hmm. much sense. Right? It's way too logical. Um, there are blue-black inks that are just called navy. You know, where it's basically a darkness or a saturation or a depth of blue without a black addition into it. But as a community, we will generally roll that up into blue black because it's a more commonality and it's at least in the range of black specifically being added into a blue ink, which is what you would traditionally think of blue black. But I think you have to separate the color component from the appearance on the page and while there's you know technical you know aspects of this how much black is contained in the blue to make it a blue black i think just the dark blues that we see that are your navies and your dark blues and your midnight blues they're so close to what people are used to as a blue black they just get lumped into there does that make sense? Am I, I don't know if I'm doing this answer justice, but I think there's really no way to separate it, and they're just getting classified by their color on the end, even though technically they may just be a dark blue, not a blue-black Right, We said this
0: earlier, but if you want to send in a question, you can send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA. It's the easiest way to get them in, but you can also use question mark AskTPA in the members' Discord, or you can email your questions to hello at penaddict.com. We still have more to get to, and we hope that we'll get yours, and we can answer that on a future episode. You can find links and information about today's show at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 421. Thanks again to Squarespace, Penn Chalet, and Harry's for the support of this show. You can go to penaddict.com where you'll find Brad's work and you can also uh, check out Brad streaming live on Twitch Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Brad is penaddict on Instagram. Dowdy is on on Twitter. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.